Hi, I'm John Hickey. Welcome to Episode 5 of According to Hickey, a podcast designed to help you get a little bit more out of your day at work and your time at home. Last week, my wife and I attended a wine tasting at my alma mater and my youngest son's current school, Archbishop Malloy High School. It was a really well-prepared event, and we had a great night out with some friends. The wine tasting featured six selections from Piedmont, a region in northwest Italy. I particularly enjoyed two selections of Barolo red wines. What fascinates me about the Barolo wines, besides the flavor, are the regulations that need to be followed in order to label a wine Barolo. A Barolo can only be produced on the 11 communes that make up the wine-producing region of Barolo. Wines from Barolo must be made from 100% Nebbiolo grapes and aged at least 38 months, 18 of those months, in wood barrels. We were also taught that the wood in the barrels would consist of a certain percentage of new wood and uh, the rest would be uh, reused wood. The event was hosted by Mr. James Sheehan, a faculty member from the school. How this event differed from other wine tastings that I've attended in the past is that Mr. Sheehan was genuinely interested in sharing his knowledge of and enjoyment of wine. In fact, this is the only wine tasting event that I've attended that wasn't trying to sell us the wines that they were serving. And although I mentioned that as a strength, I definitely would have purchased a couple of bottles had they been available. If you haven't attended a wine tasting hosted by a true sommelier, I highly recommend it for a good learning experience and a great night out. When you attend an event such as this one at your alma mater and the school your child currently attends, there are various people you will encounter with whom you have a complete range of relationships with. Naturally, the two other couples we attended the event with are good friends. We look forward to catching up with them and having a great night with each other. The complete opposite end of the spectrum are people I've never met or encountered in my life and had no contact with them at all throughout the evening. Then there's everyone in the middle. Depending on how well you know them, and even more importantly, how well you think they know you, that dictates whether or not you will say hello or engage in a conversation. This is something very common that we encounter. We've all encountered that person we know. However, we did not think they would recognize us, so we simply walk right past them. Sometimes it's really awkward when you know damn well they know who you are, yet you both decide to avoid making eye contact with each other even though the encounter may be pleasant had you gotten a chance to say hello. At the wine tasting, besides those I didn't speak with, I encountered a few people who I knew from the neighborhood, my church, and the sports teams I coach, and we all had a quick, pleasant conversation to catch up. There were a couple of people who knew me after I had introduced myself to them, including a friend of mine's brother and my sophomore year homeroom teacher, Austin Powers. During the intermission, I was catching up with my friend Timmy, who used to own a restaurant in the neighborhood that we frequented. While speaking with Timmy, Craig, the school alumni director, joined our conversation, and he said to me, I see you every day on LinkedIn. 
Had it not been for LinkedIn, he probably would have come over, said thanks for coming to the event, and moved on to the next group of people. Instead, we enjoyed a great conversation between the three of us until the intermission was over and we were ordered back to our seats. LinkedIn has been an incredible outlet for me to tell my story both personally and in my entrepreneurial journey. I'm connected to thousands of people on LinkedIn, and I'm proud to say that I've had positive business interactions with most of them. After watching numerous YouTubers gain success by documenting their lives, I started paying attention to the genuine curiosity people have about each other's life. I started posting excessively on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I went and downloaded Snapchat, and a couple of years later, I'm still trying to figure out how to make it work. After each post, I waited for people to hit the like button or post a comment because, you know, I'm just so damn interesting and clever, right? Well, guess what? Nobody liked my posts and nobody posted a comment. This went on for months until I had a glimmer of a breakthrough. After giving a speech at the Atlantic Coast Vending Expo in Myrtle Beach, a small group of people from the crowd stayed after to ask questions of the other speakers and me. The first guy approached me and said, you're at the top of my LinkedIn feed every day. The next said, I follow you on Instagram. And another said, I can't believe how active you are on Snapchat. That's when I knew it was finally working. People were getting to know me well enough to approach me about it. Not like the guy who you know, but awkwardly walk right past. It was like the guy you went to high school with and you haven't seen him in years. A couple of months later, I was fortunate to be invited by good friends to attend the NAMA Forum, hosted by the National Automatic Merchandising Association, which serves the vending machine, office coffee, and self-checkout micromarket industry. This amazing event was held at the Four Seasons Resort at Walt Disney World. It was here where moderator extraordinaire Mark Jeffries said, it's no longer, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But the new term is, it's not who you know, but who knows you. We weren't even past the introduction of the event, and I had already received a tremendous amount of value. Since then, I've doubled the amount of content I post on LinkedIn and constantly focus on making sure that my connections know me and what I do and the work that my team does. I absolutely love when people approach me who generally wouldn't just to say they follow me on LinkedIn. I love it even more when people tell me that they find value in the content that I put out. Most of the content, which now sounds like I speak from what I did to achieve success, is primarily experiences from when I had to make adjustments from falling down and skinning my knees as a manager. I still fall down and skin my knees as a manager, and it's still going to provide some great content for me to use in the future. Now I use LinkedIn to tell my story, and it certainly has led to more speaking opportunities, business opportunities, and connections I may not have made had I not been active on LinkedIn. However, LinkedIn is for everyone, and if you're not active on LinkedIn, it's in your best interest to start today. As I grow older, I witness more and more people who work for a company for 20 to 30 years, only to be laid off when they're in their mid-50s. 
Regardless of whether they receive some kind of severance from their company, most of these people need to work for another 10 to 15 years before retiring. Usually, these people are making too much money and want too much time off and simply don't have the skill sets required that fit into the open position boxes on the Help Wanted ads. Compound that with the fact that it's been up to 30 years since they've had to look for or interview for a job. If you've watched that 70s show, you may remember when Red Foreman lost his job at an auto plant where he thought he would work for his entire career. How many people do you know who lost a job that they thought they would have forever? Certainly, some of these people come out glowing on the other side, while others struggle to find work. Regardless of how old you are or how long you've been at a job, an unexpected job loss can be a devastating setback. Most people who suffer a job loss immediately begin leveraging their contact list to ask friends, family, and business associates for help identifying opportunities. Imagine if that list of business contacts was a couple of thousand people. It's common advice to establish credit when you don't need it. The same is true of LinkedIn. The best time to establish and grow your LinkedIn network is while you have a job. If you are already on LinkedIn, and I trust most of you are, you may notice a handful of people who begin sending out waves of connection requests and they update their profile information as they embark on their job search. The people who notice this the most are the people that work with that person and their boss. For those who constantly keep their profiles updated and request connections regularly, a change in behavior would be unnoticeable had they begin looking actively for another role. The practice of maintaining your network prevents you from having to ask a favor at the same time that you remind a person how you knew him in the first place. Regardless of whether you're looking for a new job or venturing into entrepreneurship, a LinkedIn network of a couple thousand connections is strong enough to support most job seekers and budding entrepreneurs. Now, imagine that those thousands of connections were not only contacts, but they knew how hard you worked, they were familiar with some of your great accomplishments, and they're aware of your top skills. That network certainly could support a job search or a startup in any way needed. This is one of the great benefits of storytelling on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not just for job seekers or for the gainfully employed to hedge against future unemployment. LinkedIn is a solid network for B2B sales professionals to access key decision makers. It's a great platform for experts to share articles on subjects of interest. It's also the appropriate place to connect to that person that you're just not comfortable enough to friend request on Facebook. Recruiters use LinkedIn to identify qualified candidates, employed or not. Most of us enjoy using LinkedIn just to keep in touch with former coworkers and classmates we've lost personal contact with. For those of you interested in growing your attention that you receive on LinkedIn, let's go through some of the simple steps you can take to get started. First, update your profile. 
upload a recent, relevant photo of yourself in a business setting. I'm not saying it has to be a professional headshot, but you should avoid using your wedding photo unless it's the very last time you dress nicely. Those of us who are gaining in years probably should avoid using a 10 to 15 year old headshot. I used to work with someone who shamelessly used a 15 year old headshot, and I'm willing to bet that most of my former co workers um, will know exactly who I'm referring to, even though it was 10 years ago. On your headline, speak about you, what you are an expert in, and what interests you. Many mistakenly use that area to repeat their current job title. Update the remainder of your profile with up-to-date and relevant information. Be sure to link your profile to a personal email address, not a company email address, that you check regularly. It's embarrassing when you see a LinkedIn post congratulating someone for a work anniversary at a job they left years ago but they lost access to the profile because it's linked to that old company's email address. Once you've got your profile set up with a sharp photo and plenty of information to brag on your behalf, start connecting to everyone. You should be connecting to nearly everyone you've ever met. LinkedIn has great functionality for connecting you with everyone you've ever worked with, or everyone you've ever gone to school with. It also integrates with your phone book and your email to help you quickly grow your list by connecting with everyone you're familiar with. Once you have a solid base of connections, continue to grow your connections every day. Everyone you are introduced to throughout the work week should become a connection request from you. This is whether it's by email, telephone, personal meeting, however you interact with people, send them a request that night on your way home, whenever you sit at your desk, but get everyone you speak to connected. It gives you the chance to learn a little more about them as you each represent your company and of course allows them to learn more about you. Assume your short interaction is the only one you'll ever have with that person. This is the only time to connect with them. Otherwise, they may not remember you if you decide to send them a connection request in two years or so when you'd like to sell them something or ask for an introduction to someone you may like to meet that they know. It is key to continue to send connection requests to everyone you touch base with in business. You will have thousands of connections in no time. So now that you connected, How do you make sure all of these people remember you? What will make them think of you when there is an open position at their company? What will make them think of you when they are in search for a service or product that your company provides? What will persuade them to say hello and engage you when they see you in person? The answer to all of these is to post content, and when you are done, post more content. Fortunately. LinkedIn still favors those who post often in the newsfeed. The more posts you make, the more often your posts will appear at the top of your connections newsfeeds. Once you've established your connections and committed to posting daily, or even more often, it's time to create content. Most will naturally go into sales mode 
and start posting photos of their products with their sales pitch. You've seen the photos of a product that says, call me if you're in the market for a new phone system and I'll give you a free consultation. Those posts won't cut it. If you're an expert in a field and are capable of writing articles that provide value for your connections or a specific audience, LinkedIn is a great platform to publish your work and it will lead to a strong following. If you're like most people, you're an expert in a field but just don't have the time or the skill set to write articles. This is the category I find myself in. I've consumed a lot of content and have a lot of experience and I have a lot to share, but I don't have time to write articles and edit them. For those of us that can't write an article every day, the best way for us to share our expertise is to document our lives rather than creating content. Essentially, record everything you do and share relevant items for your entire network to see. If you're familiar with my LinkedIn feed, you'll see how I document my life as a way of sharing content. I share meetings I'm having with clients and the subjects that we review. I also share photos of my travel for business just by snapping a photo and writing a two-sentence description about what I'm doing or where I'm traveling, my connections see that I'm trusted by numerous companies to solve their issues. And maybe they will think of me when they're considering the same type of service. We all love reality TV. We watch adults play sports. Couples buy homes. Companies create products. It's natural that people will be interested in what you're doing all day. The amount you share will just be a snapshot of a moment in time in your day. Keeping a full diary isn't necessary, and you can continue to take your afternoon nap or play a game on your phone for a half hour a day, and nobody needs to know about it. Share your proudest, defining moments, and your connections will notice how hard you're working and the expertise that you have. Understand that when you get started, nobody will press the like button and even fewer will comment, but know that they still see your post. They just don't want to publicly display affection. Just keep posting content every single day until you have someone comment that they see you at the top of their LinkedIn feed every day. That's when you double down on the amount of posts you make. Posts can be photos and videos, links to websites you find interesting, shares of friends' content, or just a plain text statement. LinkedIn is the one platform that text posts without photos still perform well. Another way to gain attention on LinkedIn is to engage with your connections. Like and share posts you find interesting to increase your outreach and your connections outreach. The beauty of social media is that every time someone likes comments, or shares my post, their network is exposed to my content as well. I comment on lots of posts, but never for bullshit methods of gaining attention. Comments will organically help your exposure, but I would never comment on a post unless I genuinely have something to say to engage with that person. LinkedIn provides so much opportunity for everyone to build their network 
and create an abundance of attention so that when the time comes to ask for an introduction, ask for help with a job search, ask for a consideration for a business opportunity, you will have the network to reach out to and the confidence to ask for the consideration you need. And much more importantly than the business favor or the help with a job search is the next time you're at a wine tasting, you'll be very familiar with these people so that you can have a great conversation with each other rather than just pass a quick hello or even worse, go through the awkward eye contact but keep on moving scenario. If you still do not know what to do next to get started, start by connecting with me. Search for John Hickey Tech to Success on LinkedIn or search for John Hickey Tech to Success on Google and you'll see links to my LinkedIn profile. Connect with me and anytime you're in New York City or if you're in a town that I say I'm heading to, let's meet up and share a bottle of Barolo together. And once again, I am super grateful that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Apologies for any heavy breathing as I'm getting over a cold, but uh, look forward to getting better and making even better and more content. Thank you for all the support and the advice. Please keep it coming. If you need help with LinkedIn or creating story content, shoot me a message. I'll be more than happy to help you out. Please leave me some comments of what you think of this episode, and I'd love to hear some suggestions for topics for future episodes. Thank you very much once again, and I'll see you next time on According to Hickey. According to Hickey is brought to you by Tech2Success. For more information on Tech2Success or on this podcast, visit tech2success.com slash podcast.